it's really powerful to go to a psychic and to get some answers for your life because most of us have those moments where we feel just confused. You know, what decision should I make? Which is the best for me? What's the best choice? And trying to answer those questions can be so challenging for ourselves. But what if you could actually go under some hypnosis and access your own guidance and come to your own conclusions, your own answers from your higher self and all your guidance team. We're going to be talking with Dr. Liz. She's back on the show today to talk to us about hypnosis and how we can help you access your guidance team. Join us to find out more. Soul Nectar Show. The Soul Nectar Show. You're invited, delighted to discover who you are anything is possible if you believe to join us on this beautiful journey well hello and welcome everybody to another episode of soul nectar show that show where we talk about all things essence where we gather around the campfire and we share our stories of connection to that which is greater than us, to the big mystery beyond the veil, to those synchronistic moments that lead us inexorably towards a deeper understanding of ourselves and life and all the multi-dimensions of life. As we know, we are entering into the 5D and things are definitely getting multi-dimensional up in here even for people that were not aware of this stuff before. And so if you're listening to the podcast because you just recently found it and you're looking for answers and you're like, hey, what do I think about this? How do I find access to information? You found the right place. I'm your host, Carrie Hummingbird. I have these uh, conversations. There's literally seven years of conversations you can dig back through to get wisdom, including our guest today, Dr. Liz, who has been on before for Emotional Healing Podcast. I'm going to put a link to the show notes below to that. There's so much here, you guys, like literally seven years. And I know Dr. Liz's podcast has also been going on since 2017. So yes. About so, the same time. So many resources. Exactly. It's like yeah. it's chock full between the two of us. They don't need to go anywhere else. They can just <laughs> Yeah. Except all my other people I, I mean, interview were like, What? <laughs> no, podcasts show up. Sort of like books. You know, they show up when you need them. Exactly. Podcasts show up when you need them. Exactly. So today's guest, and we're going to have just an amazing conversation. So for those of you who are like finding out this podcast for the first time, looking for answers spiritually, walking your spiritual path, um, maybe you're one of the refugees from the church, you know, that left the churches and you're looking for a way out. Like, how do I find my access to my guides? Or maybe you're just like, hey, this looks cool. I want to find out. We're going to talk about that today. We're going to talk about um, accessing your higher guidance and your, your support team, your guide team. How do you even access that? So Dr. Liz, I'm going to tell you a little bit about her credentials. Like, why does this woman have this ability? Because she is a winner of numerous awards, including Top 100 Moms in Business. She regularly provides deeper healing and guidance to people all over the world who are seeking answers. And as an entrepreneur, most of her life, we share that in common, Mm -hmm. lifetime entrepreneurs. Dr. Liz is a public speaker, owner of an international hypnotherapy practice, and the host of the Hypnotize Me podcast. So she is an expert in hypnosis, and now she's taking hypnosis to a new level to help people access their guides and to help you access your guides if you book a session. So 
Tell us more, Dr. Liz. I know you came on the show before and talked about how yes. hypnosis well, is useful you. for emotional yeah. healing. Yeah, but it's also useful for this too. Oh, absolutely. Thank you for that. Like a wonderful intro. It's uh, and nice to hear about yourself sometimes, you know, from someone else. Like, whoa, that is me. All of that is true. <laughs> that actually is who I've become through my use of hypnosis. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So um happy to be back. And, um, you know, like we were talking about before when you reached out to me to see if I wanted to do another interview. I was like, yes, let's exchange again. Because the first time was really fun. So absolutely. So um, what am I doing now? All right. When I was on before, I talked about core healing, which is a hypnosis technique where we're really healing deeper beliefs that people hold. And when I begin to do deeper hypnosis techniques, including that one, core healing, what happened is sometimes people spontaneously went back to in utero, past lives. And so I would have to handle that, <laughs> you know, like, okay, what's going on here? We'll do this. Um, I had had a past life regression myself, actually years before I became certified to do hypnosis, but this began to show up in my practice. And so eventually I said, I, I really need more training in this because I am a, a big believer in training for myself. <laughs> I'm like, I really need to know if I'm doing this, I don't know, quote unquote, right? Like what's going on here? So I began to seek out some more training for it and took um, a really intensive course called Life-Centered Therapy, Dr. Andy Hahn. And, um, and that did not seem to be a good fit for me. I recommend him all the time. He's an amazing spiritual, intuitive practitioner. Really amazing. It just didn't really fit with how I practice. So then I kept seeking. And by coincidence, of course, like always, I had this hypnosis exchange with someone in like a women's group that I'm in. So we're all women in that group and we all do hypnosis in all kinds of different various forms. And, um, you know, they put together an exchange. So this woman and I, I did some for her. And then she said, oh, this is what I do. It's called Beyond Quantum Healing. And I was like, oh my God, sign me up. Like we're doing this because I really wanted something that was more spiritual. Like I had think I'd been thinking about like, how do I access this? How do I know things are, I don't know, going right in my life? Not necessarily going right, but it's like, I was trying to make some major decisions about mm -hmm. where to move to, had some questions about my husband, like really big things going on. And she said, oh, this technique is perfect for that. So I said, great, great, let's do it. And they had an incredibly emotional session. Did not expect this at all. And afterwards, I said, where do I get trained in this? And she said, oh, she told me where. <laughs> I got the training and then I began doing it because it really, you can go several different directions. You can go to really any timeline. But what I really loved about it is that you can go future. You can ask for help from your guides. You can get some clarity about moving forward. So concrete example for that, I live in South Florida and I've been here almost 30 years now. And partly because uh, I have kids here and my ex-husband never wanted to move. So I was here until they graduated high school. And I was really looking around the country saying, okay, where should I move to? My daughter goes to FSU in Tallahassee. And so I was looking at that and I'd gone up and actually even put like a couple offers in on houses that fell through. 
And so I had asked under this hypnosis, like, is Tallahassee the right place to be? And it was like this big blanket of sadness over the city. Wow. And particularly this one little very cute house that I had put an offer in, but we we didn't get it. And so I was like, oh my gosh, like it was so clear to me. That's not the place for me to be. Like that would result in sadness, basically. So that was really enlightening. She had asked about the timing because I'd sent her, I don't know, like two questions or something. And she's like, Oh no, don't you have more questions than that? You know, like never waste a good opportunity for hypnosis. I was like, oh, yeah. yeah. So we asked about time. Is the timing of this move right? Yes. Like, will will I be happy with my husband? The answer was yes. Not that we weren't happy in general, but it was just sort of, I don't know, this question that I had sometimes. Like, is this really going to result in long-term relationships? This is a second husband. Okay. <laughs> not the first who would not move out of South Florida. So I just found that it was really a technique that not just gave me clarity, but I felt like, wow, if other people can access this, then it can help them get some clarity about where they're going in their life, what they want to do, who to be with. I mean, people ask all kinds of questions of this and also accessing these wisdoms from their guides. Like That's an amazing service to offer, really, to provide. Yeah, because sometimes it's really, I mean, on earth, it seems like we have a fog of doubt and confusion and that obscures the truth from us, right? Obscures like what we're actually here to do and where we're supposed to go. And we have all these entanglements with other people Mm -hmm. that we want to please and make happy. And we have these roles that we think we have to fill. And so it all gets like really tangled up. And then we're heading in completely the wrong direction. And I often say, like, it's kind of like you're playing pin the tail on the donkey and you've been spun around and around and around and you're heading in the wrong direction. Like, and your guides are trying to tell you, hey, you're heading exactly the opposite direction from where you need to go. Yes. And it's like, how do we get back on track? Like, how do we actually get put in the right place that would be the best for us, the healthiest for us? And probably it's going to challenge us, right? Like, tell more. Like, the answers you got sure. required some challenges for you, right? As a, probably as a mom and as a as a person, as a woman, you absolutely challenged by the answers. Talk about that. Tell us more. Yeah, uh, as always, you're very intuitive. So, <laughs> the answer I got is I really needed to be about one to two hours from my daughter when she moved, and that was never something I envisioned. Honestly, it's like. You know, I'm 53, the kids grow up and they move away and that's supposed to be good and healthy, right? Like, (laughs) yes, go live your own lives. That's it. And so that required like moving to a different state. My husband had always wanted to stay in Florida because of the tax benefits and the weather and stuff. And yeah, I presented this to him. Believe me, when I presented this to him, I was like crying. (laughs) Like, look, this is not something I anticipated. This is the information I got, but it was also related to, like, I needed to be closer to her to um, prevent a tragedy, which I won't get into. That was, like, very surprising. Of course, we don't always get the answer we want from our guides. That's true. (laughs) The answer that we prefer to get is not the answer we usually get, right? Yes, yes. So it was like, okay, I've got to do this. Like, I could not live with myself if I didn't and something happened to her. So... That was a real adjustment for me as a mother to be thinking, okay, I'm going to be closer to her 
as definitely, you know, wife making this request that I didn't know if he was going to really want to join me in that or not. It was clear what I had to do. And maybe that's because I've been married twice, but it's like, I'm doing this. If you want to come along, great. You know, but this is what I'm doing. Actually, I want to touch on that because that is a big thing for so many women. And it's like we get caught up in this, like I said, these roles, these expectations, this kind of enmeshment in relationship. And then we'll get the clear knowing and we'll like ignore it. You know, yeah. so did you did because oh, no, I got the, I did not ignore it. What's interesting is he he said, OK, I'll, we'll start looking outside of Florida. And then he sent me the city that was more like four hours away. And I was like, OK, I'm just going to stay open to this. You know, it's not always literal. So I had had another session with the the hypnosis woman and she said not everything is literal from our spirit guide. She was also a shaman. So she's like, sometimes they speak to us in metaphor messages. So it's like, all right, I'm just going to stay open. Well, he starts looking in that city and he's like, no, no, I think we need to consider this city. And it was about two hours from where she was. Uh, and it was I city. never, I never <laughs> proposed the city, you know? So I was like, okay, great. <laughs> like it's all working as it's supposed to. You but know? see, that's perfect because then he has a stake in it too. Like, Spirit kind of gave him a way to say, oh, no, this is the place. This is where, yes. you know, there is a masculine providing kind of energy, like setting the container space. I like to kind of do that. So yes. in a way, like you getting pieces of the puzzle, like this is where we, I need to do this. And then him saying, OK, yes, let me go provide. Let me go scout yeah. and, and see is like it offers that that way for him to also co-create with you the outcome. Right. And so you're both Absolutely. empowered. Yes. And you didn't really care where you went. You were just like, I just have to be around to fulfill this. Yes, exactly. And we're still, I mean, we haven't even visited that area yet. So I don't even know like where we'll actually end up, (laughs) but it's like, all right, this is a start. You know, I am going to be open. It was really interesting because the hypnotherapist asked, like, is there a sign that I would see? And so I got this very clear sign. I'm a quilter. And so I got this very clear sign that there's going to be like this quilt on the side of a barn, not an actual quilt, but they, they paint like quilt patterns, let's say on sides of barns. And this is actually a thing. And so I was like, okay, I'm just going to keep my eyes open. That will be my sign when I'm visiting these areas to see like, oh, this is it. So it's really, really interesting. And I do know, I know there's other ways that people talk to their guides. And this is a way that I felt like doesn't involve plant medicine. And plant medicine, I think, is a, a actually a legitimate, wonderful way to access guidance. But I personally don't want to do it because I really hate throwing up, you know? <laughs> it's like, maybe someday I'll be open to throwing up again. <laughs> I think a lot of people feel the same way you do. And, you know, so I always tell people, honor your own guidance, your own wisdom on that. And, you know, plant medicine is a really tricky territory because, you know, when you're vulnerable like that, and even in hypnosis too, but when you're vulnerable in plant medicine, your, your brain is like opened and it's, yes, it's really receptive. And so whoever is facilitating a container for you needs to be really, really impeccable, you know, with their their true own, their own yes. psychology because they can their have a big influence yes their energy their growth yeah. what they've been through the personal work that they do 
It takes yes, a lot I of shadow that. work to facilitate plant medicine. And a lot of people are just plunging into <laughs> right. it like, I just got a guide for my a download for my guides last week that I needed to facilitate plant medicine. And then they start facilitating. It's like, are you serious? Yeah. That's really yeah. scary, you know. And and some of the plants are actually over-engineered. And Ooh. I'm finding this out now just because of my own private journey um, in my family system. But I'm finding out that some of the plants that even our kids have access to in high school and things like that are, have been over-engineered and, you know, the widespread proliferation of these drugs is actually kind of scary, you know, because Mm. they do things to the mind that are well beyond the tolerances that I had at that age as a kid, you know, with the same plants. So I'm, I'm very much like, oh, whoops, let's, you know, I, I want to always be clear in my broadcast. I'm not an advocate of that. I'm an advocate Mm -hmm. of, of natural, you know, natural as nature designed the plant. Yes. Plants, not as humans thought it would be really cool to amp it up, you know? (laughs) Yeah, totally, totally. Because it causes psychological breaks. And, you know, and the thing is in, um, in hypnosis too, is also a lot of responsibility, right? Professional responsibility because the person is in a vulnerable state and, and that we're dealing with psychic terrain. Talk a little bit about what you re- you realize yeah. as a I mean, psychic we, practitioner, really. For sure, we are dealing with psychic terrain. So as a practitioner, I know I'm there to guide. And I actually see that during the hypnosis. Like, I am here as your guide. That is it. And we are joined by our other guides as well. So I used to say this without, you know, sort of having a sense of like, yeah, that's probably true. But after the experience, I was like, oh, no, that is really true. They are here. We're inviting them into the room. You know, they are here to help us. But it's really important for me to stay centered and in a receptive state, but also in a state that's like, I'm the one that's trying to help you make sense of things. Like we don't always know what's going to come up. We don't know if it's going to make sense or not. Often it doesn't to someone. So it's like, all right, I'm here to facilitate, to guide, and to help you put things in proper perspective so that they're integrated into your life in a way that's positive. So that not all of that happens during the actual hypnosis. Sometimes that's talking afterwards and sort of an integration session. But it's like, that's part of my responsibility. If I'm not centered that day, if I'm not ready, if I'm depleted, that's not good. So I do actually, with my scheduling, I schedule a certain way so that I have energy, so I have time in between sessions. I don't take on too many people doing particular techniques. So there's that part of my practice where I'm an anxiety and insomnia specialist and we're basically doing cognitive behavioral therapy. We're talking in hypnosis may enhance some of that, like help bring someone's anxiety down or help them sleep better, something like that. But for the deeper kind of healing that I do in this technique as well called Beyond Quantum Healing, BQH, then I only take on a certain amount because I need to be refreshed and ready for that. It's emotionally demanding of not just the client, but of me as well. Yeah, emotionally demanding of you as well. And as the practitioner, it's really important to be able to honor yourself, right? Because your inner voices yes. also need attention. Like they see you doing this for everybody else and they go, they kind of go, what about me? You know, you give me healing. Are you going to pay attention to me? And so mm-hmm. we, as practitioners, we got to like focus on the little ones and do our own shadow work, like constantly, like it's yes. never a reprieve, you know, it's like always got to happen. It's true. 
and yeah. really tending to these little voices inside, you know, um, I like to say we got to enter the hollow bone. And then when we come out of the hollow bone, we end the session and then we go, okay, little one, you know, like I like do this little self-maintenance routine at the end of every session. Like, yes. I love you, Carrie. I, you know, I talk to my little one, I hold uh-huh. her, I talk to my older woman, you know, I, I just kind of check in and see who needs love because that session was intense. And this person brought up things that are reminiscent of things I went through and how are we I love feeling that. today? Yeah. You know, like, how, is it all clear or do you feel like anything stuck? And I'm going to have to do this whole ritual, like after every single session. And it's like, (laughs) but it helps me be clear, right? Because otherwise I'll be impatient. Have you ever gotten impatient in like the middle of a session, like your own body gets stirred up with emotion Mm. or? No, I wouldn't call it impatient, but I tend to be an extremely patient person. So um, let me think, have I ever been impatient in the middle of a session? Or like gotten antsy or like had like kind of overwhelming feelings in the middle of a session with somebody who's going through something? I mean, I can think of one session. I don't typically, to be honest, but I can think of one session where like an evil power came forth and I was like, oh, like, all right, (laughs) like, let me put up a shield here. (laughs) You know, like, I got to stick with this. We're going to, we're going to talk this through, (laughs) like inside. I'm saying this to myself. Exactly. Talk this through. (laughs) We're going to be okay. Like we're gonna we're gonna make this right. This we're here for healing, you know. Like yeah, that's the one thing I think that made me a little little like whoa. Like take a step back. Yeah, that's why you get training, right? I mean, that's yeah. I think that's why we're constantly. That's why I'm always like having mentors, and I'm always having people that help guide oh, me through my you stuff. Can bet. You can so bet that I when I get to the session, I am clear. You know, like I call my mentor after that one. I was like, what if this happens again? I know what was that. <laughs> And then tracking it with somebody who wasn't there. It's always like so interesting. It is. It's important to be expanded too. Like sometimes the guys are like, oh, you can handle this one. Fling it in there, you know, in the middle of the session. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yes. So typically I think sometimes what happens is I feel the client get frustrated. Ah, yeah. So sometimes I do have someone who's not really seen something very clearly or it just feels vague or they're like, I don't see anything. So I have different techniques and tools that I can use to try to bring forth some of what's going on. But also I really believe that sometimes we're not meant to see, like, you know, sometimes it's we're It's a mystery, not. right? I mean, right. I mystery. don't control that, right? I don't control that of maybe perhaps you're not meant to know that. So I will try my different techniques and also try to um, soothe the client. Like, let's just stay present and open here to all possibilities. It may not come through this way. This may be a beginning and opening and that you get the clarity after our session. When you go down to the beach or whatever, you know, you may get it like months later. I don't know, (laughs) but just stay present to this. But I think sometimes you know, it takes a lot of presence yourself to not get sucked up into that frustration or that their impatience. It's like, nope, you got to stay centered over here. I do. Yeah, me mm-hmm. too. It's just like, I feel, I sense that. And I think too, like sometimes I'm sensing what's going on for that person. It's just in my body. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, breathe and release that. You know, it's yes. like, ask the guys to clear any disruptive energies, any kind of tension energies. Mm-hmm. And so when you come into a session with somebody, it's like, what do you think sometimes the goal is of that session? 
sometimes I feel like it's really helping someone connect the dots and understand what's mm-hmm. going on. Not necessarily change it sometimes, although obviously oh, we yeah. like transformation, but sometimes it's really about acceptance, isn't it? For sure. Acceptance, understanding. I completely agree with you. Yeah. So sometimes it's, um, I mean, a lot of the work I do too is healing the past. So this, the BQAH is one technique I do that is more oriented towards the future, but you could ask any question. You could ask questions about the past too. Core healing is definitely more about the past. There's past life regression, which obviously someone's goal is to go into a past life and see and connect the dots, see if there's something going on that's related to what's happening in this life. So people do have different goals when they come in and really it's their goal that's important, not really mine for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And kind of like inside of a session, are you sometimes getting insights that the client isn't like, are you also receiving insights for the client or are they prime? Are you primarily just holding you know, space for them to receive? Insights? Yeah. It's a great question, Carrie, because I don't actually consider myself like super intuitive. Like other people have said I am, but myself, I really don't have that sense with myself. So occasionally something will happen where I'll suggest, um, I'm trying to think of a specific example for you. I just get an image in my head, let's say, of whether that's a a beach or a shape or something like that, or where to go next. So let's say that we're in someone's childhood bedroom. They've regressed back to there. And I'll get an image of like, is it okay to go into the outside? It's okay to go to the backyard. And later when I asked them, they were like, oh my God, at the time I was imagining myself on the swing set in the backyard. And then you're like, is it okay to go to the backyard? So it's like, sometimes those things line up. I'm like, okay, perhaps this is what more intuitive people like yourself are talking about. But it's um, it's not for me, it's not this sense of like this huge spiritual download that's going on. It's more these images and thoughts that come to me that then later... I've learned to trust actually after years of feedback. <laughs> I've learned to yeah. trust that those are there for a reason, that they are there to help guide someone towards healing or understanding. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that you, you said that. that? You, you, yeah, I, I do. I do actually. But I, I got that question. See, I'm listening right now. I've been doing the interviews. Like, I don't really know what the conversation is going to be until I start hearing, mm-hmm. like, oh, ask this. And then, and I sometimes I wonder, like, why is that? But I think in this case, it was so that you would know to trust, because you just said, I've learned to trust those things. But the truth is you actually can trust those things. I mean, that is intuition. That is the download. And that's what we're talking about today, right? Like it's like, yes. how do, because we're mostly in our humanness. Like a lot of us are mostly in humanness. I happen to have had a crack in my humanness that lets me access divine Mm-hmm. you know, through the mental diagnoses and that stuff, the crazy labels and all that was really just me opening up that aspect of my consciousness. So I'm not mm-hmm. so rigidly in place in my humanness. I'm also like able to access this really wonderful yes. listening, right? And I used to feel like I was broken and bad and I was terrible. And then I met mm-hmm. this spiritual mentor who was like, oh, Carrie, this, the things aren't in the right place. As soon as you put things in the right place, it's a, such a gift. And she was right. And uh, years later, I told her, oh, I finally put it all in the right place. And now I get what you were talking about. But I had to accept myself, you know? Oh, yeah. And yeah. I think that's why people come to to get a hypnosis, right? Is because they want to access 
that higher version of themselves. They want to be able to get their answers, but inside themselves too, which I think is lovely that you're able to guide them in that so that they find it inside themselves. It's really different than going to a psychic and getting, you know, the answer. For sure. Yes. To find it yourself inside is like really rewarding and empowering. Absolutely. Yes. And that's a really nice way to put it. Like I always say, it's changing from the inside out. It's not really the outside in because they are really accessing that for themselves. And depending on what we're doing, I provide more guidance or less depending on what's called for. So what comes to mind is talking about the inner child. And sometimes people have no idea how to really lovingly relate to the inner child because they never had that themselves often. So they're really critical and mean and, you know, and it's like, whoa, (laughs) let's see if we can find a way to love that inner child and support her, understand her, help her heal. She didn't know what was going on at the time. So sometimes that kind of guidance is required if it's appropriate. And it's always with permission. I'm big on permission. I'm not like just, you know, forging ahead without asking permission. So, and that sounds something like, is is it okay to relate to her in a different way that feels a little more loving or something? They say yes, yes. Um, Same with forgiveness. Okay, so a lot of hypnotherapists believe that forgiveness is really necessary for healing. And, you know, I have read philosophers about forgiveness. I've read books on forgiveness. Like it is a big topic. And it's also, forgiveness is a a huge thing in 12-step. And I've been a part of a couple of 12-step programs. And I really just don't believe, I'd love your opinion on this, actually. I don't believe it's necessary for healing. Again, it's permission-based. So sometimes I will ask, is it okay to forgive this person? And sometimes the answer is no. It's like, that's okay. I don't believe that that's going to hold someone back from healing, that that is really their own agency, understanding, their own journey, their own path. What do you think? Well, I think that's interesting because you're getting that during hypnosis. So that's very telling, right? Because in that yeah. that hypnosis place is kind of a no no BS zone. <laughs> it is. It's a, yes, it's right. A no BS. Hopefully, zone. hopefully it's a no BS zone. Yeah. But I think what's important is not to bypass things. And I think that's why sometimes forgiveness isn't necessary or required for something because it would be a bypass in that moment. I think what's really powerful on my own journey, because you know, I wrote the book, Love is Fierce, Healing the Mother Wound. And I I went through a big, deep process on really clearing my smoky mirror about my mother, really clearing Mm -hmm. the smoky mirror. And at the end of the day, what I found out was that um, I thought a couple of things is that the patterns were set in place for me to be, feel betrayed by her in this relationship she had with this violent person. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't really her intention to mistreat me. And so it just got started this whole story about it. Right. Yes. And secondly, I learned when I saw her, that's why I like gene keys. I love these tools for understanding self. Cause when I saw her chart and my chart, I was like, Oh, she came in. I picked her number one. So that's a, that's a key decision. I picked her to be my mom. That's a key decision. And oh, I did it because she's going to provoke me and make sure I don't end up being mediocre 
that mm-hmm. I stand in my truth and my power that, and that's what her whole design is very provocative, very challenging, you know, like you're not being mm-hmm. true, you know, you're not being yourself, you're not standing up. My mom is, that's her design. And mm-hmm. so she came along to provoke me into getting out of my conditioned behavior to be pretty pleasing and polite, even when I was angry, right? Mm, got it. So at the end of that journey, I realized that forgiveness isn't where it's at, actually. It's gratitude. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Gratitude is like the final stop. It's like, I'm so grateful that my mm-hmm. mom persevered in her design type so that I would have the grist for the mill to become the person I was meant to be and stand on my own two feet and shine. And it's because my mom was there poking me the whole time with a hot rod, you know, like, hey, you're not being yourself. You're not being yourself. You're not being yourself. That I was finally able to stand up and go, okay, I'm being myself. And now I can turn to her and say, thank you. And that has changed our entire relationship because I see who she was being by design for me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So everyone has got to get there their own way. And I don't believe in fake forgiveness. Like I think fake yeah, me neither. is right. the worst thing you could possibly do because then you're stepping over all your feelings. For sure. Yes. I love that. I love shifting into gratitude versus concentrating on forgiveness. Yeah. I love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I love what I love about what you're saying is that you're really honoring the person's journey, Dr. Liz. Like you're honoring where they're at in their journey and what their soul is telling you in hypnosis is like, nope, not going to forgive that in this lifetime. Nope, that's not serving this person. And there's a purpose to it. So it's kind of like, we can't like just smear the peanut butter all over the bread, you know, like (laughs) forgiveness is the only solution. No, I think, I think too, for me, there's all kinds of paths to healing. And people find the path they need. I, I truly believe that. So there's that. But two, who am I to say, oh, this is what you have to do to heal? You know, like, no, I'm just not that narcissistic, you know? Exactly. <laughs> and like, but and you- there's like people far smarter than me that have like written books and dissertations, all kinds of stuff on this that it's like, all right, let's just shift into, I love, let's shift into a different paradigm here. Instead of assuming this is what you have to have. Yeah. And you you demonstrated it for us so beautifully at the beginning of the call because you said, I tried this person's workout. They're amazing. I always refer to them. But for me, it wasn't the right solution. It didn't feel it fit yeah. in with how I do things. And then I just happened to fall into this other thing, which feels great. And so yes. I love that you demonstrated that for all of us. It's like, we can, we don't have to trash somebody just because it doesn't work for us. We can go, that thing is perfectly fine over there. It oh, works yeah. for somebody. I did, right. I did my own healing with Andy. <laughs> I, I did my own sessions, but it's very clear to me after doing the training and my own sessions of like, hey, this is not for me as a practitioner. This is not my path. It doesn't feel like a good, comfortable fit for me in ways that this other technique does really. So absolutely. Yeah. And as you know, as spiritual teacher leaders, guides, mentors, that can sting a little sometimes when you train somebody and then they're like, it's not really my thing. You know, it's like it worked for a little while, but it's not my total thing. It stings a little, you know, because I've had that happen, but it's like, wait a second. I have to be in my truth. Like I stand on the ground of the unique thumbprint. I stand on the ground of every person's path is unique Every person's path of healing is unique. They have a unique thumbprint. And so I, as a teacher, as a mentor, as a guide, as a healer, I have to honor that 
that ground, that's the ground I stand on, which means sometimes people are going to come study with me and they're going to go, that was great, but it doesn't really work for me. And I'm going to leave, yeah. you know, and it's like no harm, no foul, but it just wasn't my thing, you know? And it's like, okay, don't take anything personally. Yes. <laughs> that is the, board, yes. the, the second agreement, right? Like, right. Yes. Yeah. And you can couple that with the dialectic of like, okay, I receive the feedback. If there's something I need to learn from this, I receive it. Right, like great, and I don't have to take it personally as it's, well. Because it's, it's not really about easy. you, you know. It's, it's not. I've done yeah, that yeah. to all of my teachers, by the way. They're all like this woman studies with everybody. It's true, I do. And <laughs> so, in you know, I'm just so. Oh, I, have to, I, like, hold, <laughs> I have to hold myself back from taking trainings because I love them so much. You know? I know. It's like you want to learn from everybody, and it's like I mean, I had like you're you're like the buffet of hypnosis, and I'm at the buffet of shamanism. <laughs> just like how much more can I learn, you know? And yes. to please everybody, just don't take it personally. We love you all. And, you know, <laughs> yeah. like you get yeah. a little piece here and you get a little piece there. Yes. And I find that it evolves. Like I evolve as a practitioner. I evolve as a human being, do my own personal growth and everything that I go through. And so what I do evolves as well. Like I would not have considered this probably, I don't know, seven years ago or when I first started or, you know, it's like, no. No, I'm not doing that. But it's like, oh, here it comes. Here it shows up. So it changes based on that as well. Like what trainings we find, what we do, what we decide to do, how we shift it, how we make it our own. I think I find that a lot as well. Like, oh, this piece doesn't really work for me. So let me find what does. There's an, another te technique called life between lives, which is very similar to the guides, like accessing your guides. And actually in this my own session, I went to the Life Between Life place. And some of my guides were there. One of them was my older daughter, who's 21. And another one was Dr. Andy Hahn, who I did the training with. And they were both sort of laughing at me and telling me something regarding my uh, headaches that I have. And so it's like for a while, I was doing this Life Between Lives kind of technique. And then it began to transform into something that felt more like me to do. Like, yeah. okay, we're not just, you know, we're not just following a script here and this. I mean, there's elements of a hypnosis script that are really important, I believe, to um, really say and access so that people make sure that they get, well, there's no make sure in spiritual healing. But <laughs> not really. There's not really for the highest good, the highest yes. best in this session for the client. Yes. Well, it's like setting the tension. That's a that's a better <laughs> See way. What to happens. Put it. Yeah. Like I, I want to make sure the intention is there. So there's some elements that are proven and helping people relax and enter into a more hypnotic state, a more spiritual state, an open state where they can access parts of themselves that you know normally we don't walk around accessing. Most of us, not you, but I walk a lot of us. A lot of trance. Yeah. Yeah. I like to live my life in trance, actually. It's when I get jolted yeah. out of trance that I get upset. It's like, no, I don't want to be here in this reality. I like trance <laughs> yeah. better. <laughs> and I had a medium once who said, Can we build a shield for me? I'd like a hypnosis to build a shield because they're constantly downloading. And I'm like, Yes, we can do that so that you don't feel so overwhelmed. You know, it's like sort of the opposite. It's overwhelming. Right? It's like you can't even can't sleep be. at night because the light is so bright. You're just like, Oh my God. And you just have to like put a hand over your third eye, just like, oh my God, please stop. Nice. Let me have one night of sleep. Yes. So, 
Yeah. There you go. There you go. So there are some tried and true elements <laughs> that I do like to use. And at the same time, over the years, it's that you become your own element right there in the in the session. So yeah. I love that. That's so beautiful. Yeah, it just shows that you've walked the path, you know, the things that you're saying. I mean, to me, they really resonate as somebody who's done her own work and walked the path. So thank you for that. So I know that you have a free newsletter and mm-hmm. people can actually get some hypnosis files downloaded free when they join yes. your newsletter. So that website is uh, drlizhypnosis.com. And mm-hmm. uh, I'm obviously going to put the link in the show notes below everybody. So you can go check the show notes. Is there anything last you want to share with people about, you know, hypnosis and and trusting yourself and your higher guidance and all of that? Your, your sure, sure. I would say it's it's natural to be a little nervous, but at the same time, like try to create, if you're going to do hypnosis and see a hypnosis practitioner, like spend a little bit of time centering yourself so that you're not in a state of fear let's say. Some people are really scared of hypnosis. I mean, they don't usually show up in my office if they're super scared of hypnosis. Right? They're picking some other kind of technique. Right. But they often think it's it's not right if they're nervous or something. I'm like, no, of course. I still get nervous. I got nervous between, before that session because, you know, nervous and excited, right? But you're entering into the unknown. It's perfectly normal to feel a little nervous before you do that. And at the same time, you know, I'm there to help center you. And help some of that nervousness just disappear, dissipate, and enter into a more um, open state. But also, when you can set that intention beforehand, that's just going to help you have a a better session, I believe. So that's what I tell people. I love that. And what what recommendation do you have for practitioners themselves? Yeah. How do they support themselves to be able to be present with clients? Oh, for practitioners. Oh, gotcha. I mean, really self-care. You said it near the beginning or really throughout. (laughs) We've really been talking about, right? Self-care, self-work, yeah. Absolutely. Self-care, self-work. It's really interesting to have another practitioner come see me. And I always love that. I really do because it just feels like such an honor when that happens. And so we are all on our own journey and just knowing that. Like, okay, if you're drawn to a certain healing path, a certain technique, whether it's hypnosis or plant medicine or jinky, whatever that is, go for it. It's only going to be good for you, believe. Yeah. And the more that you do that in a way that feels good for you, that feels balanced, the better practitioner you're going to be, really. Yeah, beautiful. Beautiful. Paying attention to how it feels inside of you, not just your mind saying, well, I should be liking this because whatever. Yes. Yeah. The discernment that you Yes. The discernment. Yes. It's interesting because I almost took a a past life regression course that I'd have to fly out to Las Vegas for and be there a whole week and all this stuff. And I really looked at it a really long time. Like for years, I kept my eye on this course, but um, I'm not a fan of Las Vegas. Okay. I've been there once. Well, no, twice. Once on like a motorcycle trip after college with an with a boyfriend, and then once with my current husband. And after my current husband, like after that trip, I said I'm never coming back to the city. Like it's just not for me. I'm not a shopper. I don't gamble. And I'm not a big drinker. Yeah, it is. is, And I know some lovely people. I know some lovely people that actually live in that city 
and that's their path. I understand. But that's what it kept me, like held me back from taking that course, really. Like, oh, I want to fly to Vegas. <laughs> you know? So and maybe you don't want to open yourself up in that environment either to, to well, that's the true energies too. that are there. Yeah. Exactly. Well, I hadn't thought of that, but that's a good yeah. point. I love that, <laughs> that too. <laughs> yeah. Loads of tobacco. Like, yeah. I never signed up for it. And then this like very easy course just sort of fell in my lap after I did this. And it was like, boom, boom, boom. It was not, uh, I'm going to look at this for years before I sign up. <laughs> that's know? a clue, right? I mean, it in is. a way it is. It's like, where do I go to get this training? Next day, done. You know, like done. And who knows, so. like maybe that, that training at some point makes sense to you later on or who mm-hmm. knows, but you just weren't ready for it right now. You know, I think yeah. people should really pay attention to that because sometimes people, they get really eager with my class. My inner medicine training though is no joke. Like it is. It's a deep mm-hmm. training, you know, and sometimes people get like, they get so excited and they know it's their path, but like they come yeah. on just a little too early when they're not really ready to yeah. invest the time and, and everything. And then they just go, oops, <laughs> you know, this is a real yes. deal. It's like, yeah, it is a real deal. And right. so, you know, so you got to pay attention, like, when am I ready for that? You know, and really be honest with yourself too. Yeah. I love it. There's Agreed. all there's no one right way, right? Like that's the that whole There's idea not. is BS and soul or no BS. <laughs> yes. zone. Hypnosis yeah. is soul and soul is no BS. <laughs> so, <laughs> that's right. Yes. Awesome. Well, thanks so much, Liz. I enjoyed this so much. It's so delightful to talk to you and to feel your energy. I know on the last episode, Emotional Healing, you talked a lot about your inner child work that you do. It's really clear that you're so gifted with that just from your, you know, your your voice and your heart and everything is just like so lovely as usual. I always feel so good after talking with you. So thank you for well, coming. Thank you. Yeah, it was my pleasure. It really was. Thank you so much for having me. So you guys share this out. If you really loved what Dr. Liz was talking about, share it out, you know, help her reach more people that might be really interested in hypnosis and talking to their guides and unlocking that. Share it out, like, subscribe, comment, leave us a comment below. And we're going to give you kisses now. So here come kisses, everybody. You okay, join me? I'm ready. Come the kisses, everybody. We love you so much. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> Have a great uh, week, everybody, and we'll see you next time on Soul Nectar Show. Bye for now. If you found even one gold nugget in this episode of Soul Nectar Show, will you do us a favor? Will you subscribe, like, and share this episode? Maybe even write a comment and let us know what you thought about it. We really, really want to engage with you at a much deeper level. Let's be part of community together. Have a great week, everyone. Bye for now. To dive in deeper to nourishing conversation, visit soulnectar.show.